Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Thursday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've got a lot to discuss with all of you. Hope you are having a fantastic day so far, fantastic week. Um, off the top here, it is the day of the Ron DeSantis, Gavin Newsom great debate. We will discuss that and what could come from it. Uh, but I would say the biggest story that is out there circulating right now is Elon Musk has had Twitter, which he renamed X for over a year now. And he has tried in rapid fashion to remake the fabric of the company, firing 75 or 80% of the workers, trying to instill more of a free speech marketplace and treat everyone evenly while simultaneously finding ways uh, to monetize it in a way different than just relying on advertisers. And recently, uh, he has come under fire for some of the comments that he has made surrounding the war in Israel and Palestine. People have tried to say he's anti-Semitic. He's made the trip over to Israel and uh, said that he is in favor of peace. I, I don't think there's any way you can reasonably call or rationally call Elon Musk an anti-Semite. But he was at the Deal Book Summit put on by the New York Times, and he was asked about an ongoing advertiser boycott, specifically Disney. CEO Bob Iger has pulled its spending off of the site. They didn't post on the site for uh, a day or more. Here is what Elon Musk had to say. This is incredible. Listen. You're clarifying this now, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. They stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise. No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money. 
Go yourself. But go yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Here in the audience. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. I'm saying what I, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. F*** them. Okay? That's one of my favorite clips of the year, and we're almost at the end of the year. That was phenomenal. And uh, Elon Musk, look, look, I, I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but I'm, I'm kind of, the more I learn about what he's done and, and dig into it all um, after reading this biography and just seeing what he's done with, with uh, Twitter now X. Uh, he, he understands, I think, what it means to have at least one place where free speech exists in a meaningful way online with critical mass. Look, I, I never want to leave out. I don't want to take away from Truth or Rumble or some of these other platforms that are but the New York Times writers are on X still, right? This is the point. I mean, everyone, it is still the primary, and, and I hope that this changes. I mean, I would love Rumble. I would love some of these other sites to, you know, surpass the, I don't know what to say, the, the primary, primary platforms, the more mainstream online town squares. But that he tells these, it, it, here's the thing. He's not telling some random sponsor. He's telling IBM, Disney, and and some, Apple, some of the biggest companies in the world, go bleep yourself if you're going to pull your ads because of some like momentary panic that is. And what is the claim? Also, what is the panic all about? Do people really think Elon Musk is an anti-Semite? I do not no. believe Elon Musk is an anti-Semite. So no. what are we what are we even talking about here? Yeah, and 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 I think that is the essence of this. Um, whatever you think of Elon Musk, and there are a lot of different opinions out there. Elon Musk is a thinker on a level that very few are a thinker. And I think maybe the most interesting thing Elon Musk uh, said. Can we say, and and a builder, a thinker and a builder. And a a thinker and a builder is well said. Um, One of the most interesting things he said, and I I would just say it for everybody out there listening, is most people are trying to get 10% better at their business. right? Whatever business you're in, whatever small business you're in, you sit there and you think to yourself, okay, We've got to hit these numbers. Let's make sure that we create a new uh, quarterly dynamic. We're going to beat earnings. We're going to do better. All, all of those things are great, right? I'm a capitalist. I know I've been there. I understand setting goals and everything else. But one of the most interesting things I've, I've ever seen Elon Musk say is there's lots of competition to be 10% better at something. There aren't very many people who say, okay, let's create something brand new. And if you consider what Elon Musk did with Tesla and SpaceX, I mean, just think about this, Buck. With SpaceX, Elon Musk said, you know what? I think I can send rockets to space better than NASA can. Think about the sheer gumption. And he did. And he did. did. And now NASA is paying Elon Musk to get freight to space more affordably than before. He also said, hey, I think I can rebuild the way that we power automobiles in this country. And I think I can make a vehicle, which is one of the most difficult things to do, mass produce an incredibly difficult uh, uh, thing, a car, and I think we can do it more affordably than all of the legacy businesses, all of the Fords and all the GMs, and I can do it without using 
the internal engine powered primarily by oil, I'm going to do electric vehicles. And he did it. And now he has decided, I have to save free speech in an Internet era. And that is what he is now trying to do. And I think genuinely, yes, he's very wealthy, but I think he's motivated not only by the idea of making money, which is obviously a very big motive for anybody, but I think he sees this as a way to make humanity better. He wants to get spaceships to space buck because he wants uh, uh, humans to be a multiplanetary species well, yeah. so that if something destructive ever happens to Earth, that our species survives. I mean, he, that, that's have, his meta- method of thinking. We will have, um, you know, there there will be ships going to Mars, and they will be based on probably they will actually be SpaceX ships. I mean, yes. this is this is where we are heading now, and it's it's been interesting to see people who know nothing about. And, and to be clear, I'm learning about it now because I find it fascinating. Um, one of my brothers knows a whole heck of a lot about uh, air, you know the. Air, air, what do you call it? Um, aerodynamics, space travel. Aerodynamics uh, and, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, aeronautics, whatever. Um, but I'm learning about it and, yeah, astrophysics, all these things. I'm learning about it and it's funny to see people that were mocking the most recent, uh, SpaceX launches, not understanding that it's actually another huge step forward, even though they saw that there, you know, there was a, a failure at the end of it or whatever. And they call it a, uh, a rapid unscheduled disassembly at SpaceX. That's what they call it when something <laughs> kind of comes apart. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think that back to the Twitter thing though, and what we're seeing right now, you know, when people tell me, they say, you know, was the 2020 election stolen? I sit there and I say, yeah, which, which, which way, in which way do you want to discuss how it was stolen? Or in, in which way, or they want to say it was rigged. Maybe I, I prefer the word rigged actually. I think that's more, you know, that, that, that conjures up a more specific set of problems. I mean, the fact that we had social media companies, I mean, imagine if you had the telephone companies just say, we're not, we're any call that's going to a Republican, you know, Republican phone bank or Republican donors, we're just not going to take them. Yeah. And you say, well, hold on, hold on a second. Now I know phones have common carrier stuff and there's more rules about it. The internet is still kind of a we do what we want world, right? Cable news isn't, radio isn't. There's a lot of regulations, a lot of FCC things that we have. That's why we had to bleep what Elon actually said, but everyone knows what he said. Um, but the point is, how can we have free and fair elections where the, you know, the basic and most important, I shouldn't say basic, but the most foundational elements of communication can be entirely skewed to support one side over the other? And the answer is you can, and he knows that. And that's why he spent, what was it, $44 billion to buy Twitter? Yes. Yes. And and what he's hitting at here is important, because I would draw an analogy to what George Soros did when it came to funding DAs. The, and, and let me let me explain that analogy. George Soros recognized that there was a pressure point, that you didn't have to spend that much money to change the way criminal justice was applied in the United States. You didn't have to spend $200 million on a president to get somebody to implement something. In many cases, you only had to spend a few hundred thousand dollars to determine who the DAs were of big cities. And he spent millions of dollars to fundamentally change our criminal justice system by putting in soft-on-crime prosecutors. And we're seeing 
the results of that decision. The entire media ecosystem, by and large, crumbles without advertising dollars. That is the, uh, that is the weak point that undergirds basically the entirety of the marketplace of opinion in the United States today. And there is no woker industry in all of America right now than advertising. And what's happened is these advertisers have created a world where if you say something that they decide they don't like, they will pull their dollars out of your business and they will not allow your business to work. Whether it's, you know, frankly, a show like this or whether it's Fox News, you've seen massive attacks on Fox News hosts over the years. All of you listening to us right now experience this with Rush. Trust me, they haven't stopped the attacks on Buck and myself. The pressure point here is they want to restrict what is said, and they want to control what you feel comfortable saying based on threatening your ability to make a living. And Twitter is just a massive example of this. And what I've been waiting for is what Elon Musk is doing. And I would say there are a lot of you out there who are fortunate enough to be very wealthy who listen to this program. And I'll quote, this is the first time I ever saw this This quote was from Billions. What's the point of FU money if every now and then you don't say FU? That's a question that I would ask to every rich person out there listening. I understand, Buck. If you make $70,000 a year and you're trying to make sure that your kid can go to college and you're 54 years old and you're just trying to make sure that you can keep your job, I understand why you might not feel comfortable speaking out loudly about what's going on in this country. I would even argue your first obligation is is to your family. Yeah, your first obligation is to take care of those immediately around you who rely on you you know, I always tell people don't don't charge the machine gun nest without a plan to take it. Like, don't just sacrifice yourself yes. out of some misdirected. This is why my and people have argued with me about this for years. Uh, whenever college kids have written into me in the past and said, "Hey, I'm a conservative. Should I write this paper? Should I?" T-? I would say, "No. Write the paper that will get you the A, so you can get the job or get into the school you want to get into. It doesn't matter. You're not your stand that only your professor sees." is yeah. irrelevant. You're just getting punished. So, and people go, oh, but what about principles and everything else? I'm like, yeah, don't, don't sign an editorial in the school newspaper where you're making a mockery of everything you believe in. But if you're sending a paper in for just your class, write what you have to write to get the grade you want to get and move on. It just doesn't help anyone. It actually allows them to target, freeze and destroy you. And, you know, then all the, the lib lunatics get away with it. So I, I, I love back to Elon and the, and the Twitter thing here. Um, or X, sorry. Uh, we need more of this. Uh, we need more people who are willing to say, I also think about this. Disney? Really? Look at what has happened to some of the biggest companies in America. They are such cowards. Yes. They have turned into such places of cowardice and, and they ally themselves over and over again with the forces in America that seek to destroy this country, the country that is the only re- the only reason Disney can exist is because of the America that has been built. Walt Disney would lose his mind over what his company has become. And by the way, 
thousands of people right now on Twitter are posting that they are canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions. So this Elon Musk go F yourself. Bravo to him. I want other wealthy people out there to be willing to actually risk something. I, I'm just so fired up. Again, I understand if you have to make a mortgage payment or you're trying to keep your kids in school. Yes, as Buck said, your first uh, duty of loyalty is to your family. I understand why you might feel compelled to shut up. I am so mad that so many rich people are not doing what Elon Musk has said here and pointed out. So bravo to him. Switch to Pure Talk right now. Get a free cell phone, a free Moto G 5G phone. Sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15-gig data plan. Just 35 bucks a month, and you get a Moto G 5G phone for free. If your current phone has run its course, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, quad pixel camera, a whole lot more. Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to speak with Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team. They make switching so easy, they'll make sure you get your new phone. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. Make the switch today. Dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with a qualifying plan. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Sign up today. My own son's got one. You'll love it. Pure Talk. Use that code uh, and make sure that you switch today. That is pound 250, pound 250. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life. Just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck sponsored by preborn. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We want to hear from you, 800-282-2882. So give us a call because I'm sure you're going to be fired up by some of the topics this hour. Uh, you can also send us a VIP email. Go to clayandbuck.com, become a VIP. We'll get to some of those VIP emails as well. Democrats. It's the Reuters piece from six hours ago. Here you go. Ready for this one? I know Vivek came on yesterday. So convincing, Vivek, and yet so wrong on this <laughs> issue. So convincing and yet so wrong. Maybe that should be a tagline. Um, because he says that it's going to be Gavin Newsom and it's not going to be uh, Joe Biden, who's the president. Here's what the Reuters headline is. Quote, Democrats have no Biden backup plan for 2024 despite age concerns. So they're laying out here, and this is what I've been saying. Um, the Democrat Party, I'm quoting, has no plan B if Joe Biden for any reason decides to halt his 2024 reelection campaign and a sudden need to replace him as its standard bearer for health issues would spark a messy intra-party battle. Despite weak poll numbers and questions, including from some Democrats about his age, Biden has stuck to his plan to seek a second term. Uh, even if more Democrat candidates were jumping now, the path forward would be unclear as deadlines to get on the primary ballot in critical states, including Nevada, South Carolina, Georgia, already passed. So if you're not on the ballot in Nevada, South Carolina, and Georgia as a Democrat, uh, well, certainly Nevada and South Carolina, uh, Nevada and Georgia, well, for the primary purposes, uh, South Carolina matters too. You can't win is the point. You can't win. Um, that's not going to happen, right? So they have to figure out some other way. I'm, I'm hearing that there's still a lot of squabbling going on behind closed doors in the Democrat party in the high, high levels about what to do here, but it keeps coming back to there is no backup plan. Clay, other than the vice president, this is, we have a vice president. In case of the need for someone to step in. And this is a, this is a common, now this is not an, an amusing, sometimes Kamala moments are amusing because you're, you know, you're just like, what is she saying? Like, this is, this is such nonsense. And she talks in a circle and it makes, but here you have her. She's asked a pretty straightforward question dealing with Hamas and, uh, and the Israel war in Gaza right now. This is cut seven. Here's how she responds to, is Israel following rules of war? It's critically important that humanitarian aid be given to Gaza and that the rules of war be followed. Do you think they're following them? Well, that's a very broad question. There are many rules. But I will say that they, we are looking at the, the, that, that is right. at some point a, a discussion that can be but had. We're, we're looking at, we're having a discussion. It's a straightforward question. Is Israel following the rules of, of war? Um, what I would really want to know is, you know, how she'd respond to, is Hamas a terrorist entity that is violating rules of war? Because you can tell she doesn't want to upset Clay, the far left of the party, because she was on the ticket. She is the vice president because of identity politics, because of racial politics in America today. Biden was very clear about why he made the picks that he has made uh, including for vice president and 
she doesn't want to upset the Hamas, uh, you know, the Hamas delegation in America, so to speak. Speaking of who could be the candidate to take the, uh, the, the, the hoist the batard, uh, to, to hoist the flag of the Democrat party, hopefully from his perspective, not get hoisted on the batard of the Democrat party. Do you know what Gavin Newsom said yesterday? Did you see this on Twitter? Uh, last night, uh, I'm reading from, uh, Yashar Ali. Last night, the Oakland City Council, this is a couple days ago now, voted on a resolution to call for a ceasefire. Uh, a city council member tried to insert, this is Oakland, language condemning Hamas into that call for a ceasefire, and there was immediate bedlam in Oakland over the idea that you could condemn. Gavin Newsom responded, linked this uh, clip, and said, Hamas is a terrorist organization. They must be called out for what they are, evil. Would Kamala Harris say that? No. As I, do not, I do not think she would. I do not okay. think she would. I think, I think and, she would, uh, she would hedge. She would prevaricate. She would, um, you know, she would do, uh, she would equivocate. She would tap dance. She yes. would avoid trying to, cause, because again, this is that conflict that the identity politics coalition of the Democrat party has. You can't be pro Israel and simultaneously pro Palestine. Now, now the, the, the only reason we're even talking about, we're even having a discussion about this issue really is because of the, right? If, if Harris were a standout political figure on the left and Democrats felt strongly about it, it's, they, they, they it's so clear, right? So clear what would happen. It's time for Biden to pass the torch. Kamala runs first female vice president, first black female vice, I'm sorry. First female president, first black female uh, president. And, you know, the, the narrative is all there. They have very low faith in her because of the numbers. So she was asked about, this is cut nine, she was asked about the numbers as well. This is at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, right? The same thing and, that uh, Elon spoke at. Yeah. I mean, Elon's sound bites were better. So Clay got <laughs> to do the fun sound bites. I'm doing the Kamala sound bites. Yes. Uh, here it is. Here, when she's asked about her numbers, guess what she blames for her low numbers? Plenty. Your own popularity. Sure. Um, you've seen the polls also. Uh, your ratings, uh, 38.5%, uh, Biden's, uh, 40.4%, uh, and, uh, Trump is higher. Uh, Ron Klain says this, and you've, you've seen press, uh, about yourself over, over the years. He says that he believes that your popularity or unpopularity or whatever rating you want to put it as is a function of sexism and racism. He says that's part of the problem. He says she doesn't get the credit for all that she's done. Do you think that's true? Well, are we talking about the media or people? As it relates to the media, I'm sure some of that is true. Oh, sexism oh. and racism. Isn't, isn't it fascinating that for Democrats, uh, the d- diversity is, is a strength and they elevate people because of diversity and because that's so important and so much better. But then they'll also tell us, well, the reason they're not, and remember, Kamala's not popular among Democrats, to be clear. So this whole notion that it's sexism and racism, she's saying that Democrats are sexist and racist. Put aside that Republicans even enter into this issue. It's just weak. It's just, it's just not going to work as the explanation. Two things on this. One, to get your job because you are a black woman and be a heartbeat away from the presidency. 
and then blame people not liking you because you're a black woman is next-level gaslighting. Part one. Part two, and this is building on what you just said, Buck, Kamala Harris dropped out of the Democrat primary before a single vote was taken, polling at around 1% or 2%. Was the Democrat primary electorate racist? and sexist because they didn't embrace her campaign? Or is she not a very good communicator, not particularly likable, and also bereft of success from a political perspective that you could point to and say, oh, she's been really accomplished in a high level of office? I think it's probably the latter. And this is why, Bucky, you ask how this process is going to play out. I thought I've been wrong on this so far because I thought around a month ago, Joe Biden would have come out and said, hey, I'm too old, effectively. I feel like I have done the best job that I can given my age. It's time for a new generation of Democrats to take over and let there be a primary because Kamala is so bad. If Kamala were actually doing a good job and was well-liked. And here's a question for all of you out there. Who was the last vice president to be really well-liked in office? Joe Biden wasn't hated when he was Barack Obama's VP. Now, he was overlooked. Dick Cheney was way less popular than George W. Bush. Al Gore was quite popular, although he ran and lost. Dan Quayle got raked over the coals, absolutely obliterated. If Kamala were as popular, here's a question for you, Buck. If AOC, and I think age was a reason she wouldn't be in the mix, if AOC were Joe Biden's vice president right now, they would be using her as the standard bear. She would, I, I think that they would look at AOC, even though she's got all sorts of issues and she just said she's going to leave Twitter because Elon Musk is saying such hateful things. I think the base likes AOC enough that they would say it's time for Joe Biden to step down. Remember, you and me, if we had been doing this show in January of 2020, we took over in June of 20, uh, June of 2021. If we've been doing it in January of 2021, I think we would have had complete agreement that all Joe Biden was was a bridge to Kamala Harris, and that was the intent. Joe Biden is very unpopular as a VP, as a, as a president. Somehow his VP is even more unpopular. Democrats haven't been able to execute their plan as a result, but I think the coup is going to happen at the DNC now. I think Biden's going to announce he's not going to run, and I think all those DNC superdelegates are going to get to select the next nominee. Can I just can I just throw out there that uh, this is the only option now, other than Kamala Harris takes over or it's Biden? Yes. So. So this, I don't, and, and I've and and I've said from the get go, Buck. There's no way it's Kamala. They're trying to do whatever they can to avoid Kamala being the nominee because she's worse than Biden in terms of likelihood is, of winning. But this is why Biden's still the guy. This is why we come back to it. And just one more thing here, Kamala in the same interview also. You know how we're supposed to be so upset about anybody who denies elections or undermines the sanctity of our elections? Here is Kamala Harris on. Russian interference in the 2016 Trump victorious election. Russia interfered in the 2016 election, targeting specific groups of Americans with dis and misinformation, with an intention 
to undermine the American people's confidence in our institutions. Well, Twitter uh, interfered in the 2020 election at the behest of Democrats. So, you know, but but put this aside, the fact that she's still clinging to the Russia, basically Russia interference, Russia collusion narrative is insane. But you have to if you're a Democrat. You have to. Somebody can correct me on this if I'm wrong. I think that Russia spent like 150k on Facebook ads. I think that's what she's referring to when she says Russia deliberately interfered in the 2016 election. I think it was determined that Russia spent around $150,000 on Facebook ads. I can tell you that $150,000 in Facebook ads is nothing. We would run Facebook ads sometimes for sports gambling ads. Sometimes we would run other like uh, subscriber-based ads on Facebook they are expensive. They are, uh, it, it, you know, the the audience that you would reach for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars is an absolute pinprick. The idea that that would be able to still be argued eight years later, and that there's nobody out there immediately refuting and saying, "Listen, Kamala, it's a hundred and fifty k." is the whole Russia collusion lie is probably the biggest failure of the American journalist other than COVID in any of our lives in the 21st century. Look, um, we just got through with Thanksgiving. Uh, Getting ready for another holiday season. Christmas coming up, New Year's. A lot of you out there want to celebrate, get together with your family and friends. But you also want to think about the past holidays. The other family and friends, maybe some of them have passed since that you were fortunate enough to be able to spend time with during the holiday season. So many families out there have benefited from the work that Legacy Box does. They digitally transfer all those old family videos on videotape and film, put them onto digital files that you can easily watch with a click on your computer or tap on the phone. For more than a decade now, Legacy Box has been helping families nationwide, almost one and a half million of them. We've certainly both benefited from their digital transferring technology and their expertise. It's an incredible gift to give for maybe somebody in your family that's hard to shop for. Dad, another tie, another sweater, another shirt. How about your grandpa, grandma, maybe even aunt, uncle that are difficult to shop for out there. With prices starting as low as $27, you can preserve your tape, your film reel, your photos forever. They make it really easy. They ship you a specially made box to put your videos, film, photos in. That box gets shipped overnight, carefully tracked. They take all of your originals. They digitally scan them. And in several weeks, you'll get all the old tapes and photos back, plus brand new digital files you can start to enjoy and you can share with your family and friends. Right now, the best sale of the year is underway. It won't last long, though. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. For 65% off during the Legacy Box Cyber Week event, that's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 65% off regular prices. One more time, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Learn and laugh. Weekdays with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've been tracking this crazy story that has gone super viral since we started talking about it. Um, and it involved a elementary school kid going to a football game, having his face painted, 
wearing a headdress, Kansas City Chiefs fan. And credit to Jesse Waters on Fox News for tracking this kid down after his mom commented on an outkick story that was up on foxnews.com about the fact that this kid was being slammed by sports media across uh, the uh, the universe, including the first article written by uh, Deadspin.com. Uh, and um saying that that this was an awful because half of his face had painted black they didn't see the whole face and they tracked down this nine-year-old kid turns out he's nine years old credit to buck i said he was elementary school age buck basically nailed the age here uh and i just want you to listen to this kid and i want you to consider this thought and this question where are we as a society when what kids wear to support their favorite football team is worthy of condemnation, but men dressing up like women and pretending to be women on the left is considered courageous. I would love to hear somebody answer this, but listen to this nine-year-old kid uh, last night on Fox News. Holden, how are you feeling right now? Um, It's okay because a lot of kids at school are getting excited, but... It's starting to get me a little nervous because if they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. I bet it's scary. It can be a very overwhelming experience. How big of a Chiefs fan are you? Really big. And what does it mean? Because we went to the Raiders Chiefs game last year, too. Nice. And what does it mean now that you're feeling all this love from Chiefs Nation? Everyone's going to be wearing red and black on their faces next Sunday. Really good. So, I mean, the kid did a great job. Did you hear that kid? Great job by Jesse interviewing him. But imagine being a grown person and targeting someone who sounds like that. It just, I thought the interview was so well done, Buck, because it brings home, because people forget. And if you don't have kids, maybe you you just, a nine-year-old kid, I've got a nine-year-old. I got a third grader. The idea that an, an adult would go after what a kid wears to support his favorite team. And if you're listening to us and you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I, I, I'm not a face painter, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Have you, have you ever gone to a game with your face painted? No. I have never, I have never fa- painted my, uh, my face, never had my chest. Like no, there's been no paint at any sporting event. I've never gone shirtless with like words uh, written on them or our, anything our like that. Our next bet is going to be, you know, Clay has to go to a college football game with the team that he doesn't likes letters or whatever on his chest painted. Oh, I don't think anybody needs to see me topless. Um, I, I don't know that anybody needs to see me in, uh, you know, like a speedo either. I, I, I need to, I need to go on a, uh, uh, a deep dive. I'll have to get on a Zimpic or one of those, uh, one of those things to get, uh, to get fit. Now my wife, uh, you know, people would enjoy that. Like, uh, she could go in the, in the bathing suit. She could be in the Speedo. She, she could stand in for the Travis family. Um, but there's talk now that a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to now paint their faces half red and half black as a show of solidarity with this kid. Now, I don't know how many Kansas City Chiefs fans we have who listen to this uh, this program, and I don't know uh, how many people are actually going to be willing to do that. But if I were going to a Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday, I would, I would paint. I've never done it before, Buck. I would paint my face half red, half black in solidarity with this kid. 
No, I think I think that's great, and I I also, as as I see this, I think it's a, a reminder that you know we we can all have a very straightforward standard for this. Um, you know, blackface mockery of people is wrong and grotesque, but people that aren't actually doing blackface should not be called out for blackface. I mean, this is it's very straightforward, right? I mean, yes. when if someone puts a little mark of the what is it the the black the eye black. under under yeah. their eyes eye black they are not mocking anybody they are doing this because they think it helps with glare and it just so happens that the black color that is in the you know like intent to your point matters yes and it, it, if someone is not trying to mock someone and is not doing anything that a normal person could ever deem a mockery of people let it go yeah let it go and particularly for a young kid right and 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 also, can you think, Buck, of someone who has worn blackface to mock and ridicule a black person in the last decade? I mean, someone that you would know or some story. I, I just, I don't even think this happens, right? Like the idea of, uh, someone deciding, Hey, I'm ridiculing black people. By wearing blackface, like where has this occurred? Now I know people have dressed up in costumes, and every now and then you'll see on Halloween, oh, somebody went as a you know black entertainer and they dressed up. But when has someone intentionally said, "I am super racist and I'm going to do this"? And remember. Historically, blackface was done on, you know, stages for performance, and it was also accompanied by exaggerated black features as a white performer would pretend to be black for purposes of mockery as a part of that performance. When has something akin to that happened in recent American history? Again, I'm not talking about somebody dressing up in a costume and it being considered offensive because they changed the color of their skin associated with that. I'm talking about, like, when has someone actually sought to demean a black person by dressing up as a 100 years ago would have occurred in blackface productions? I, I don't think it even happens. Now, we had our good buddy, our good buddy uh Trudeau, Remember is probably the guy who's most well, common, like when he dressed up as Aladdin, I think it was. And, and the, uh, yeah, well, and the, um, what was it? The previous, um, wasn't the lieutenant governor. It was third in line in Virginia. Remember this guy? Uh, yes. For, I'm blanking on his name, but he, he was the guy who's a Democrat who's like, look, I can't tell you if I'm the guy in the KKK outfit or the guy who's doing, tr- you know, true blackface or whatever. Right. He couldn't even tell you which one he was. Which that's that's right. That was his defense. So he was either the guy in the KKK or the guy who was doing true uh, true, you know, blackface and, and, well, uh, and then remember they had all the scandal. That was, that was really the height of how absurd Democrats were. They had, was it the lieutenant governor? I remember was his accused name. of sexual assault. So they the, couldn't elevate him. Yes. And the, the governor, well, what was the, there was, there was, there was a problem with the it was, governor. It was a trio. Yes. The, the problem go- with the governor, problem with the lieutenant governor and a problem with the, like, the speaker of the, of the delegates or whatever. There was, I, I, I have to check and see this guy's, uh, 
you know, the, the team will pull up their names. I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking on his Ralph something. Ralph was his Northam. Name. Ralph Northam. Northam. Ralph Northam. That's right. Uh, it was, so the governor had a scandal, uh, of like, I think it was his med school yearbook or something with like a racist, uh, photo. And then the, the, the lieutenant governor, these are all Democrats. The lieutenant governor had been accused of sexual assault. I think it was like 20 years before, if I remember correctly, at a DNC convention. And then the next person up who would have been like the speaker of the House of Delegates or whatever, also had a ra- also had a racial issue, and so they were like, "Yeah, we're just everybody just gets to stay in office because they couldn't even find somebody who didn't have a scandal to promote to take over as the governor of Virginia." And now we got Governor Glenn Youngkin, but that was to me a perfect approximation of how much BS so much of these scandals are. The governor refused to resign. The lieutenant governor couldn't be elevated because of his sex assault scandal. And then the House of Delegates guy, who would have been the next man up, also had his own scandal associated with race. One of those guys claimed, I think he put on blackface, I think, and and danced at a UVA uh, party, like back in the early 80s. And if I remember correctly, he defended himself by saying that he was just a big fan of rap, which... Is amazing because, wow. like, basically, rap music didn't exist when, <laughs> when he was putting on blackface. I think it was like a Michael Jackson performance. The whole thing was crazy, right? The whole thing was crazy. Um, we'll but take yes, some of your calls. That, that was going uh, on. Take some of your calls. Eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. I know that Roe v. Wade was overturned. We've talked about it here on the show, but you know that abortions are happening at higher rates in many blue states than even before Roe was overturned, because all the infrastructure that they have uh, from Planned Parenthood and all the rest of it is pushing so hard for women to choose abortion. Let's just understand that's that they push for this. Uh, and and it's horrifying, you know, and, and look, I understand this holiday season. People are running up uh, all kinds of expenses. But, you know, what are you going to spend on the, you know, the garlands you're going to put on different doors in your house? Or what are you going to spend on some ornaments? You're going to spend... 30, 40, 50 bucks? What if I told you that this holiday season, as we get ready to, those of us who are, are Christian, get ready to celebrate the birth of, of Jesus, and those who are Jewish are going to be celebrating Hanukkah. What if I told you that this holiday season, you could spend 30 or $40, instead of on a couple of baubles for the tree, you could save babies' lives. I mean, you could actually save a baby's life. A little human being would be born because of your donation. Well, this is what preborn does. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics around the country rescue babies' lives, about 200 of them a day. And the way they do this is well, very straightforward. It's very effective. They offer free ultrasounds to pregnant mothers who are at a crisis point in terms of the decision they're going to make. Are they going to give that little baby life or are they going to choose abortion? If they're left to the abortion industry, if they're left to Planned Parenthood, we know what's going to happen. So do you want to help this holiday season? Mothers have another option. And it's not even just that ultrasound. If they choose life for the baby, there's also, uh, blank, you know, material support they'll give them, you know, blankets and diapers and counseling and food and they'll help them for two years after the baby's birth. So yeah, I mean, you could buy, uh, some extra stockings to put up by the chimney or something, but maybe you could make a little space here. Maybe you could make a donation to preborn. I donate to Preborn. I really hope you'll join me in this mission because they rely on donations from you and me, the pro-life community, 
to save babies' lives. It's so easy to do. And, and what could be a better way to give and to spend some of your, I know it's harder in cash. I know times are tight, but you can help save babies' lives right now. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250 from your cell phone. Say baby. Or if you want to donate online, that's what I've done in the past. You go to preborn.com slash buck. Preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. So a few pumpkin spice lattes, or you can make a donation to this very worthy organization and save babies' lives. You can save a life today. Preborn.com slash buck. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home, The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Worth noting that as all of these blue cities are falling apart, Chicago, New York City, L.A., San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia. There's effectively no opposition party in these cities. Should mention, by the way, Charleston elected its first Republican mayor since Reconstruction, so that's at least a positive, I believe, uh, for people who are listening to us in Charleston. I don't think we mentioned that. Uh, and certainly it's Dallas has had a mayor flip to become a Republican. Um, and we need to get him on still at some point. But Brandon Johnson, who is the mayor of Chicago, followed Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot was an unmitigated disaster. Somehow Chicago may have made a worse decision. City is floundering. Crime is up. Migrant crisis. Many people, white, black, Asian, and Hispanic, who call Chicago home, are fed up with the decisions by their leaders. Brandon Johnson says the problem is... Republicans, they're still mad slavery ended. Listen. What we've seen is a very raggedy form instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. This is nothing new, but aren't you glad that the soul of Chicago won't be broken? And those are the words of, uh, I think, Beyonce. You won't break our soul. What a what a preposterous uh, distraction and deflection from what's really going on, which is Chicago has uh, a crime rate that's appalling, and that people people just can we focus on having a government in the city of Chicago that makes sure that fewer and fewer people are being shot. It's really not about a history of racism or anything else. It's just people don't want to get shot, and we don't want people getting shot. And that's really what we're focused on. And their policies, unfortunately, Democrat policies, are insufficient in this regard. So, you know, crying racism is is, is pathetic in this circumstance. Look, a lot of libs out there could use a boost in their testosterone, that's for sure. They could use a boost so that they actually get out there and do something other than whine and cry about free Palestine or whatever because they're a bunch of beta males. Let me tell you something, folks. If you want to get fired up, you've got to try this amazing new pre-workout Chad Mode from Chalk. I love this. I take it now every morning before I go to the gym. And honestly, I work out so much now that I have to remind myself i got to go do a show because I have that much energy. I am telling you this is the best pre-workout I have ever tried, and I've been trying pre-workouts for years. Chad Mode from Chalk is absolutely incredible. Clean ingredients, taste great, all listed there on the label. You want to try this, or not just for, by the way, working out. You got a long project you got to do. You need more energy to get through your day. This is like the energy you need. Go to chalk.com. Use my name, Buck. Save 35% off. That's chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck. You'll save 35% off. 
Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.